Greetings and welcome to Life in a Backpack, where we discuss living out of a backpack, either as a digital nomad, as a traveler, or as a minimalist. So today in this episode, we're going to be talking about the backpack itself, uh, namely how to choose one, especially if you've never gone through that process of picking a backpack before, and you know some things to look out for and some features that you might not be aware of. I think that probably like picking a backpack is going to be one of the single most impactful things that you do before you go on any particular trip or before you go on your very first trip, especially Um, like a backpack can just like completely make or break your trip. Right. Because there's just so many things that it can do for you um, if you if you have the correct gear or so many ways in which it can hinder you. Right. So, for example, Um, If you've ever traveled with a suitcase or you've ever traveled with a backpack that has wheels, you'll know that, you know, it can be really frustrating to land in Europe and all of a sudden realize that, like, all the streets are cobblestone and that your wheels are going to break off and it's going to be, like, a horribly frustrating situation, right? Um, Or if you've ever been on, like, one of those cheap, you know, budget flights, um, you'll know that or you might have had the experience of having your backpack be pulled aside because it's too big or it's too heavy and they want more money from you. So being aware of those types of things um, can really have a big impact on your trip, um, not only like financially, but also psychologically. Like it can really take a lot of weight off your shoulders and take a lot of stress away when you know you've, you're aware of all those eventualities and you have looked at different backpacks and you've picked the one that is the best for you and for the trip that you're going on. So the way I'm going to split up this episode, um, throughout I'm going to talk a little bit about the backpacks that I've owned and some things that I have and haven't um, liked about them, some things that kind of frustrated me after the fact. Because no matter how much research you do, um, sometimes you know you pick a backpack that you think checks all the boxes, but there are just like so many boxes to be checked that inevitably there's going to be some sort of flaw in that backpack that you're going to learn about from experience, right? Um, so I'm going to start off talking a little bit about just kind of like some of like the trade-offs and like the different choices you can make in terms of like the basic design of the backpack so that you just have a general direction that you know you want to go in when you go look for backpacks. And then I'm kind of going to transition and talk about some more like specific features of travel backpacks in particular Um, that you might not be aware of or, you know, that are just, like, important to look out for. Definitely um, a backpack is, like, the most important piece of gear that you have, and especially if you're planning on, like, living out of it long term or, you know, you're planning on traveling for an extended period of time or perhaps even, like, getting rid of all your stuff and, you know, completely living your entire life out of your backpack, um you know, this is something that you've probably put a little bit of thought into and, a you know, a, a purchase that you're probably going to want to make um, with quite a bit of care to make sure that you pick the right one for yourself. So I think, like, firstly, just to kind of orient yourself and get in kind of a feel for the type of backpack that you'd like to have, there's kind of a few basic features that you need to, des- like, decide on before you go out and look at specific backpacks. And oftentimes these are things that are going to be associated with trade-offs, right? So like a backpack cannot be all things to all people. So you need to kind of decide um, like which side of that trade-off you want to be on and what's best for you in particular. So the first thing kind of in that realm is how your backpack attaches to its human. So this can be anything from like the suspension system, um, which is 
like whether the backpack sits directly on your back or whether it's kind of suspended off of your back. Um, the straps, any of like the padding on the straps, things like that, um, as well as like the harnessing mechanism, right? So like usually a backpack will have, you know, at the very least it'll have shoulder straps um, if you have that type of backpack. And then it'll also have like hip straps and then like a chest strap as well, right? So there are two like basic types of like on-the-shoulder backpacks. Um, the first is kind of like a hiking backpack, right? Like if you imagine the type of backpack that these like, you know, really athletic camping people, um, I'm clearly not one of those people, um, kind of have with them when they go on like multi-day hikes. Um, that's the kind of backpack that usually has a very good suspension system. And the reason why they have that system is because it really takes, or it, it feels like it takes a lot of weight off of your shoulders, quite literally. Um, and, you know, like if you're carrying a backpack for a really long period of time, um, you'll find that your back starts to get sore and your shoulders will start to get sore and things like that. So a suspension system is really meant to help you carry the weight in the right places. And so that like the backpack is more comfortable and this becomes a lot more important when you carry larger backpacks, right? So for me, this isn't like a top priority um, because I do tend to carry significantly smaller backpacks than most people. Um, most people tend to have like, like one bag travelers in particular tend to kind of center around like 30 to 35 liter backpacks. And the ones I carry tend to be about 25 liters. So, you know, significantly smaller than some people choose. But yeah, like if you have a larger backpack, like definitely if you have a backpack that weighs more than like 10 kilos or something like that, then a suspension system is something to take into consideration. Now, this is a trade-off. And the reason why it's a trade-off is because if you have a really elaborate suspension system, um, the trade-off you're going to make is physical volume within your bag. So ideally, you want to have a backpack that is as close to being a perfect rectangular prism as possible, right? Like you don't want any like curvature, you don't want any like rounded edges, anything like that. And the reason why is because it really cuts down on the actual volume that is accessible to you. And I was like quite surprised at how significant this impact actually is. Um, the first and second backpacks that I had were virtually identical in volume. The second one was actually quite a bit smaller. Um, but the first one was an Osprey. Um, Osprey backpacks do tend to have these suspension systems. And um, yeah, like it was like curved, like it, it was not a perfect rectangular prism at all. Like all, all the, the edges of it were curved. And I thought like, oh, well, you know, like that's no big deal. Um, like I'll just like so stuff my t-shirts and socks into those like little crevices to make the most out of the space. And like mathematically it should pretty much work out the same way. And I was very wrong. Um, so when I upgraded and got a new backpack after that, I chose to opt out of the suspension system simply because like it had become quite frustrating to have to deal with it all the time and to have to like rearrange stuff in my backpack so that it would all like fit properly. Um, and the other thing is just like, you know, logistically when handling the backpack, like it was a top loading backpack. So, um, because like the back of it was kind of curved, a lot of the stuff would like slide out and like the laptop compartment, which like sat on that curved back, 
Um, you know, obviously a laptop is flat and it's not a curve, right? So you're losing a lot of space just putting your laptop into that laptop compartment um, because you have a flat object trying to sit on like a curved surface, right? Um, so yeah, like when I got my new backpack, it, even though it was actually slightly smaller than than my old one, I found that I was able to fit like way more stuff into it. Um, and like, I was quite impressed by that. So but again, like I tend to carry smaller, more lightweight backpacks, um, usually like 25 liters tops, you know, 22 to 25 is kind of my range and around like seven kilograms or so. Um, seven kilograms is probably like, it's, it's around 15 pounds if you're the kind of person who uses Imperial. Um, so yeah, like I, because I tend to carry less gear with me, um, I, have decided at this point that I'm going to opt out of any sort of like elaborate suspension system that, you know, sacrifices volume efficiency as it were. So that's kind of the first thing to be aware of. Um, second thing to note is size. So size is like, you know, a pretty obvious trade-off to make. Um, if you have a larger backpack, you're going to be able to carry a lot more stuff. Um, but the downside is you are going to have to carry a lot more stuff, right? Um, so, you know, a backpack doesn't feel as heavy when you're just like standing at the store, you know, and you like put like weight in it to make it like, you know, 10 kilos or something like that. Um, and then you put it on for five minutes and you think, oh, you know, this isn't heavy. I can totally do this. Right. Um, but it does get really heavy. Um, if you're like, especially if you're moving around a lot, right? So you have to think like, you know, you're carrying it around the airport everywhere. Um, you're probably not going to check in the bag. Um, I don't check in my bag personally because um, it's like my entire life in that bag, right? And if that bag gets damaged or something gets stolen from it or it gets lost or something like that, um, you know, like I, I do have a backup plan, but I'm screwed and it's going to have a big impact on my trip, right? So yeah, you're going to be carrying it all around the airport. You're going to carry it on the plane. You're going to carry it off the plane through immigration. And then you're going to carry it on the bus or the train or the taxi. And you're going to carry it into the city. And then you're going to walk around finding your hotel. And then you're not going to be able to find it. And like, you know, by that point, you've had that bag on your back for hours and hours at a time. So do take that into consideration and don't overestimate your ability to carry a lot of gear. Um... And also kind of think about the things that you'd want to carry in that backpack. Um, I'll definitely do an episode at some point about like the, the actual gear that I carry. Um, you'll definitely want to opt for a larger backpack if you plan to travel in like winter climates. Like that's in and of itself going to, you know, you, you need at least 20 additional liters um, in your backpack in order to carry that additional gear. Um, or like if you have like more equipment to bring with you, like camping equipment or, you know, stuff for work, things like that. Um, like, you know, if you're podcasting and you're carrying microphones that are quite heavy, things like that. Right. Um, then, you know, you're going to want a larger backpack and a backpack that can, that can take more weight. Um, but yeah, like do consider sort of like where you're going and what type of gear you would need to bring with you. Right. Because it's better to have a backpack that has like a little bit of room left, um, than to have a backpack where you're just like trying to stuff in at least one sweater because it's already full, right? And it's like way too small. Um, so do kind of test that out. And like, if you need to be that person that rolls up to the store and brings all your clothes and tries to put it in the backpack to see if it fits, uh, you know, then be that person. Um, like, 
this is a really important purchase and backpacks aren't cheap. Uh, so definitely make sure that at the very least, if you do nothing else, make sure your stuff fits into it. The other consideration when it comes to size um, is whether your backpack will be allowed on the plane. Um, this is, was not a huge issue if, you know, the last time you traveled was like 10 years ago. Um, they've only started kind of in the past decade charging, especially for like larger carry-ons. Um, the rules did officially exist prior to that, but they then realized that by selectively enforcing them, uh, they could make a lot of money just off of like people's anxiety and people thinking, oh my gosh, like, you know, what if I have to like pay this like 70 euro fee or something like that at the gate, right? Um, and so, yeah, like definitely it costs a lot more now to transport your stuff than it used to. Um, I deliberately chose a backpack that would fit the dimensions for a personal item because every airline that I know of still allows for one free personal item to be carried. And um, I heard a while back that the EU was trying to pass a law to protect that. I don't know if that ever happened. Um, but in any event, I haven't seen any airline go to the point of saying like, you cannot take anything with you, right? And so um, I deliberately chose a backpack that would fit that. And, you know, some people might argue like, you know, look, you can take a slightly larger backpack, you know, probably no one's going to weigh it, probably no one's going to measure it. And that is true. Like, I do think that this is like, largely a fear tactic on the part of airlines, um, and quite a successful one at that. But, you know, I'm just kind of the person, like, I would really just prefer to not have that stress me out. And I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of space just for, like, the psychological security of knowing that, like, you know, nobody's going to force me to check my precious bag. Um, nobody's going to, like, charge me 70 euros at the gate because, oh, look, it's, like, five centimeters too large or, you know, things like that. And, like, I don't want to have to be booking a flight and think, oh, damn, you know, like, do I pay these 10 euros? And like, you know, what if they check me, blah, 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 right? That's just like too much mental clutter for me personally. So I just prefer to carry a smaller backpack, have it comply with the dimensions. And like, I, I have this weird thing where like, sometimes I'll go to those like, those like measuring things that they like like those things that they have at airports where you can like see whether your bag meets the the dimensions and like I'm not sure why I do this because it's not like my bag has gotten bigger since last time I flew but um you know it just gives me peace of mind to know that it does meet the requirements and that I'm playing by the book so that's something to be aware of um, just to give you an idea of what it costs to bring a larger bag um so in some places in the world, like, they're really not going to enforce it. Like, in North America in particular, like, if it's in any way sort of kind of carry-on size, like, as long as you're not trying to full-on bring a suitcase with you, and sometimes even if you are, in all honesty, like, I've seen some very large carry-ons, um, they're going to look the other way, even if their official policy says otherwise. Um, I've definitely flown quite a bit in Canada and the United States. And I've never had anybody so much as, as take a second glance at my bag or really anybody else's. Um, I have seen a couple of people kind of get pulled aside and, you know, and, and the gate agents were saying like, look, your bag is just too big. Um, but those were just like really excessive cases. Like those 
definitely 100% were not carry-on size bags, right? So as long as you're like at all reasonable with the amount of, uh, or like the size of the bag that you're bringing, you shouldn't have too much of an issue in North America. Um, so Europe is the exact opposite story. Um, if you bring a giant bag, somebody will ask you about it sooner or later. Um, usually I find that like gate agents with budget airliners that do enforce it, um, they just kind of do this like visual check of your bag. And if it's like sort of kind of the right size, uh, then they're fine with it and they'll only take like egregious cases. Um, but they definitely are substantially like stricter than in North America. And, um, so yeah, definitely, you know, plan for the strictest requirements if you're going to be on the European continent at all. And then also like, even if you're not going to be in Europe, um, I would definitely suggest erring on kind of the conservative side when it comes to size, because I have noticed in the past couple of years that they are, you know, starting to implement that system in other parts of the world of like charging you extra for a larger carry on. Um, I was in South America just recently and they didn't enforce it, but, um, they, for the first time I saw this like thing on like the booking platform where they asked you to pay for your carry on. Um, and I've seen like in Southeast Asia, my bag actually did get weighed a couple of times. So definitely that exists there. Um, so just like something to be aware of depending on what region you're going to and, you know, kind of having the foresight to say, okay, well, you know, I want this bag to like last me five years and, you know, where am I going to go in those five years? Right. Um, it's yeah. And then if you are lucky enough to be in some sort of situation where you don't have to use budget airliners, like either you're you know, not really on a tight budget or like you have one of those like one of those like passes for like unlimited flights. Um, United Airlines used to sell them. They like like were like wildly unprofitable, so they stopped doing it. Um, but if you have like one of these like really niche situations, maybe you like know the CEO of British Airways or something, um, those like traditional airliners will tend not to check the carry-ons. Um, so if you can avoid budget airliners, which we all strive to do, uh, that's not going to be a huge issue. But yeah, so size, um, definitely something to consider. Again, um, just to give you an idea, most one bag travelers, um, like people who travel long term or like live out of their backpack permanently, will tend to have a bag that's like somewhere in the th like roughly like four 35 liter kind of area. Um, so if you absolutely don't know what size to pick, then I would say just like go like, you know, like 32 to 35 liters. Um, yeah, like there's some people who like look at it and think like, oh no, there's no way I could put all my stuff in there. To you, I say, it's fine. It'll fit. You do not need that much stuff. And then on the other end of the spectrum, if you think that you can like literally throw your entire closet in there, that's also not going to work. So do kind of moderate your expectations and get some like hands-on experience with how much you can put in into a backpack of a particular size. Um, another kind of like trade-off to consider is compartments. So, um, if your bag does not have a lot of compartments, you can bring, um, packing cubes, um, which are very popular with some people. Um, packing cubes are basically like these really thin, um, cubes or yeah, more like rectangular prisms again, um, that are basically like little bags that slide inside of your backpack and it really compresses the clothes. Um, and so it makes the backpack a lot more space efficient and it really organizes it, right? Because if you can just like, 
um, take like your backpack and put in like three of these cubes and have like three like essentially removable compartments, so to speak. Um, you know, it's a lot easier to like keep your dirty and your clean laundry separated or like just like the different things you have with you, right? Um, some people will do like one large um, packing cube for clothes and then they'll have one for like toiletries and one for tech or something like that. But um, packing cubes are just something where you can like easily kind of um, put your stuff in and it compresses down to a smaller size, though it notably doesn't do anything about the weight of the items. So, you know, don't think, you know, I can compress as much as I want and then end up with like a 20 kilogram, 25 liter backpack, right? Um, but definitely consider like how many compartments you want in your backpack. Um, they're high quality backpacks that have no compartments whatsoever. They just have like the one big main compartment and that's the entire bag. And then there are some that have like 10,000 compartments. Like, honestly, I don't even think it's like a practicality thing at this point. I, I think they're just like putting more compartments just to say that they have a lot of compartments. Um, my bag has a bazillion compartments and like if you're from the company that made my bag um and you know that i'm talking about your bag in this podcast um yeah we can see right through that please like you know calm down on the compartments but um with that being said i do like to have like different compartments personally I'm not much of a cap, a packing cube person. I find this just like kind of hard to like rummage around like through them. It's hard to like access things, you know, like when you're sitting in a plane seat and you want to like get out a sweater or something like that. I find that kind of impractical. And I find that like packing cubes are largely impractical for any bag under like 30 liters. That's just my personal opinion. Um, one type of compartment that I do really like is to have like a separate opening for the laptop compartment rather than having like a little laptop compartment within the main compartment. Um, and this is something that not a lot of bags have actually, and I specifically looked for it. Um, but I was able to find one because I just love how quickly I can go through airport security now um, because I have one top compartment, which has like my little toiletries bag. Um, and then I have just my laptop compartment. So I just like open that, like open up those two compartments, throw it in the box. And I'd never even have to open the main compartment, um, of my bag. And so I really, really like that. And I like being able to take out my part, uh, my, my laptop to work on it and like do things without having to like, you know, like shift all of my clothes over to, to access my laptop and then try and put it back in and things like that. Right. And um, so that's like something that I personally really like, but yeah, like, you know, do figure out kind of what you're carrying and whether you want those things to be in different compartments or one big space. The main downside, obviously, to compartments is that they are a bit restrictive in the sense that they in and of themselves are going to take up a little bit of space and add a little bit of weight to your backpack. Um, so just to move on to the next thing here, um, decide before you go and buy a backpack, whether you want one that is top load or like flat packing, right? So flat packing is kind of like really big suitcases, except in the form of a really small backpack where like you lay the backpack down, um, kind of face up and then you like open the zipper and like flip it up, flip it open like a book. Right. Um, I really like flat packing backpacks, especially if I have those separate compartments. I just find it so much easier to have like everything spread out in front of me. Um, this is actually like one of the flaws that I would say I have with my current backpack is like the zipper will open like most of the way. Um, but 
at the end of the day, it's still intended to be a top loading backpack. Um, so I can't like fully open it like a book, right? I can just kind of like take a peek inside and I kind of wish that the zipper did run all the way through. Um, yeah, but like not like a top concern for me, but definitely I would prefer to have like a flat packing backpack. Um, this isn't like, it's not like a huge deal, but it's just like, you're going to have your own idea of like, you know, what kind of feels better and what feels more organized to you. Right. Um, top loading backpacks really suffer from the fact that like you just kind of throw everything into the hole and then it just kind of like becomes really, really messy and like everything is everywhere. And then if you want to access something, God forbid, from the bottom of the backpack, um, good luck because everything, especially without packing cubes, is going to get completely messed up. And, you know, like you're just going to have like a mumbo jumbo, like salad mixture of your stuff in your bag. Whereas like a flat packing backpack, like you can just open it and take something out, right? Because everything's right there in front of you. Um, what are the advantages of a top loading backpack? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like I, I guess it is like, you know, somewhat easier to access it. Like if you're on a plane and you just like want to, you know, get your sweater and like, you know, just like open the zipper a tiny bit and like take something out. Um, that's an advantage. And also like something that would give me a little bit of anxiety is that like all of the weight on a flat packing backpack is sitting on the zipper, right? So you don't want a zipper failure. So if you get a flat packing backpack, um, I could, would recommend making sure that you also have good zippers to go along with that. Um, then there's in terms of like the, the bag design itself, um, how you want to carry your backpack. So the vast majority of, um, one bag travelers tend to do just like the standard school bag, like shoulder backpack. Um, yeah, so this is like the most common and, you know, I think there's like a couple of intuitive advantages to it. Um, especially the fact that, you know, like it's, it's just so mobile, right? Um, you don't have to worry about the type of terrain you're on. You can like run with it through an airport if you're like really, really late. Um, and it just kind of like sits on your back and gives you a bear hug, right? Um, like the weight sits like really close to your center of gravity. And yeah, like it's just like a very intuitive way to carry a backpack. Um, the other like big advantage to this, and I'll get into this in a minute, is like the way it distributes weight on your body. So like you do have those shoulder straps, but you also have um, like the, like oftentimes a chest strap and a hip strap. Um, a hip strap doesn't like seem like a big deal um, until you really feel its impact. Like a hip belt just takes so, 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 so much weight off of your shoulders and makes it feel like the backpack only weighs as much as, as like half as much as it actually does. Um, so that's like a really big advantage to those like standard um, shoulder strap backpacks. But there are other ways to do it. Um, some people like doing the uh, roller carry-on size ba uh, bag, or I guess not really a backpack, but like suitcase. Uh, you can kind of think of like a flight attendant who's just like zooming through the airport with like, you know, their, their suitcase at their side. Um, those are roughly like carry-on size Definitely that's a way you can go as well. Um, a couple of disadvantages to that is like, first of all, like the frame itself, right? Like the the slidey thing that, that your hand sits on, as well as like the wheels themselves, like that's extra weight, right? And that's not weight that you'll necessarily want to be carrying. Um, and the other thing is like, you know, wheels 
are frustrating. Like, maybe I'm just, like, wildly incompetent or, like, a really bad suitcase driver, but I cannot get the wheels to, like, run smoothly on all types of floor. Um, So, like, you know, to get it going when you're, like, on carpet or something like that, and, or, like, especially if you're on, like, a cobblestone street or something like that, like, I would lose a wheel probably in the span of a day. Um, If you're an expert at that, if you're like a pro suitcase driver, then, you know, more power to you if that's what you prefer. Definitely it's better in the sense that you don't have to carry all that weight, Um, but there is more weight. And like, it's not just the the frame of the backpack or suitcase, I guess, but also the fact that they're usually hard shell and those do tend to be a little bit heavier. Um, You can buy like hybrids. So you can you can buy one that has wheels, but then also has shoulder straps. They're not that common, but you definitely can find them if that's something you have a strong preference for. Um, I I wouldn't consider that simply because it looks very uncomfortable. Like every single one of these types of backpacks I've seen, like they try to like pad the areas where like the metal frame is going to make contact with your body. Um, but yeah, like they are, they're, they're heavy and they're like a little bit more uncomfortable. So just be aware of that. You know, if you're just using the shoulder straps as like a backup, you know, to use once in a while, then it might be fine. Um, but just like, you know, do make sure as with any other backpack that you're buying something that's comfortable for you and that like, and understand that like, if it gets uncomfortable within like 10 minutes of you walking around with it, then it's going to be like a hundred times less comfortable when you're actually on a trip. The last way to kind of carry a backpack is the kind of like like briefcase or like laptop bag sort of style with like a shoulder strap. Again, like there's some convertible backpacks. Um, I have a convertible backpack. So basically it has that like side strap, you know, for your shoulder, but then it also has um, shoulder straps. Um, you know, this is just like going to make the backpack a little bit heavier. And sometimes they're designed in such a way where like it's like really messy to have to convert between one or the other like I know mine for example there's no real way to store the shoulder strap so it just kind of dangles there um like or maybe I'm just too lazy to take it off like I guess I could like unclip it because it does have clips on it and put it inside the backpack but that is like quite a bit of the volume and it's like a frustrating thing to have to do all the time right so if you're going to get one of those convertible backpacks just really pay attention to how they're designed um, and make sure that you know the designers actually knew what they were doing and have actually put five seconds of thought into how this is actually going to you know pan out for you so yeah um those are kind of like you know the main designs um if in doubt i would suggest just going with a standard shoulder strap one um it is by far the most popular, and I personally think for good reason. Um, it weighs the least. It, you know, has the weight sitting really, really close to your body. Um, and it's just, like, you know, very practical in every way. And then, like, the last thing to consider, which is kind of working off of this, is whether you want a men's-slash-women's backpack or a unisex backpack. So, um, there, the design differences are quite subtle, um, but they they are quite important. Like I used to own a women's backpack, and I really, really, really liked it. Um, so a couple of like the features that are going to be different. Um, so in women's backpacks, um, so the shoulder straps are going to be like shaped a little bit differently. Like sometimes they're going to be just like a little bit closer together because um, you know you might have like a narrower frame, um, and sometimes 
like on my Osprey, they were even like curved just a little bit just to fit my body a little bit better, which I really, really liked. Um, they're going to carry more weight on your hips. So, um, in general, like for women, their center of gravity is going to be closer to their hips. Whereas for men, their center of gravity is going to be closer to their shoulders. So in a women's backpack, you're going to have like a backpack that's, that's ideally going to carry more weight, um, on the hips. And I think that's a big part of why I love the hip belt so much. Um, like especially as a woman, I, I just really love that a lot of that weight can be put like onto my hips and because it just, it weighs or it seems to weigh so much less that way. So um, even for like my current backpack, it didn't actually come with a hip belt, which was like really frustrating to me because it's big enough to, to have one. And I actually like went out and bought one that, that could attach to it. Um, but yeah, so like that's one difference. Um, the frame is going to be a little bit different, um, like, like just like the shape of it. Um, and then also like the chest strap is going to like tend to be like a little bit higher up, right? Um, just so that like, it's not like sitting like right on your breasts, just like, you know, crumpling them. Um, I've like also carried backpacks like that where like the, the chest strap was just like a little bit too far down and it was like really irritating. Um, so yeah, like those are just kind of some of the differences. Um, I have a unisex backpack now, which like is fine. Um, like it hasn't been too much of an issue, um, but you should be aware that unisex backpack oftentimes is just code for like men's backpack. Like the standard is just going to be like a men's backpack. Um, again, like, you know, not a ridiculous difference between the two, but definitely enough for it to be noticeable. Um, so something to like maybe prioritize, um, especially if you're a woman and you find that like backpacks, um, especially the backpacks that weigh a significant amount, have been a bit frustrating for you to carry in the past. So with that kind of in, mi in mind, that should give you a general idea of sort of the type of backpack that you'll want to be looking for. I definitely suggest kind of going through that loose list and sort of getting a bit of a mental image of what you would like your backpack to look like and what your, you know, firm criteria are, um, just so that you can go out and kind of like narrow it down from the get-go. Um, but I'm going to talk now about some more specific features that um, you might find in a backpack or that you might not like even consider looking for um that might be useful to you um a backpack like i mean the perfect backpack will have just like all the right little bells and whistles and crevices um and is really kind of like an elegant feat of engineering like i i really like well-designed backpacks they're just like so cool to me and i really like finding a backpack where like like everything is just like there for a reason and everything is like thought out and you know like you can you, like you can just tell like this is like the backpack that's going to work well for you and that is like gonna have your back right um there are like a thousand different things that you can do to a backpack or and like a thousand different features that it can have um i'm just gonna run through a few that i think are like relatively common and that like have been impactful to me in particular um, but first, just like a note on price. So there is kind of like a law of diminishing returns when it comes to backpacks. And you can, if you want to, buy like a $30 backpack. Like no one's going to stop you. Um, certainly there are backpacks out there that are $30 that are like relatively good and that is probably going to be sufficient, right? Um, I do find that, 
you know, the ones that are kind of in the like under $80 range um, do kind of lack a lot of, you know, those like more sophisticated design features because people pay for that, right? So if you are looking for like a really, really simplistic backpack and that is like truly the the thing that you want and you don't kind of like crave any of these other features that I'm about to talk about, then more power to you. I'm so glad you have a bit of extra money for your trip. Um, but you know, like if you're the kind of person, like if you're like me and you do rely very, very heavily on your backpack, or if you're going to be out in the world for quite a long period of time, um, I would, you know, kindly suggest, you know, considering making a little bit of an investment in it. Um, it is your most important and trusted piece of gear. Um, and, to have it fail you is, is, can be like really frustrating and really time consuming and really costly. Right. And yeah, like I, for me, again, this is kind of like a psychological thing. Like I like to have the peace of mind of knowing that my backpack is not going to fail me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lose a shoulder strap and the zipper is not going to fail things like that. Um, so I prefer to like invest a little bit more money because if I'm going to be going on a trip, that's going to cost like thousands upon thousands of dollars, then, you know, I like to shell out a little, you know, like an extra hundred bucks or something like that to make sure that that trip can go forward, like without issue. Right. So like, that's just my personal philosophy. Um, in terms of like the price point that you want to target, I think like having looked at backpacks myself, I think that there is a hard point at about the $200 mark where you really start hitting hitting, hitting diminishing returns. And like, I've never seen a backpack that's been like over $200 where I've thought like, oh yeah, like this backpack is worth more money because it's like so much more well-designed than a $200 backpack or $150 backpack, right? Um, like, I, I truly have never seen a single one where I've thought, like, oh, yeah, this is worth the extra money. Um, you know, like, there's a point at which, first of all, it's just subjective. Like, it comes down to personal preference and what kind of features you want to have, right? There's not necessarily an objective, like, better and better and better backpack that you can, like, you know, scale up the price for, right? And there's a point at which you've added too many features, right? Like more features is not necessarily better and they're going to start to interfere with you and, and with each other after some point, right? So yeah, like I think that, you know, if you're looking for a solid backpack, I think you can definitely get one for around like the $150 mark. Um, but definitely like in the hundred to two hundred dollar range. Um, both of my backpacks have been in that range and I never had any fear that like the zipper would like pop or like, you know, like one of the straps would fail or anything like that. Like I've 100% trusted like the backpacks that I've had. Right. Um, so yeah, like that's kind of the price range that you can be looking for, for like a truly like high quality backpack that's pretty much going to get you anywhere and that's going to be able to like take some abuse and, um, not see too much wear. Um, my Osprey, which I don't use anymore, but, um, it really only started to show significant signs of wear. I would say about like, uh, I used it heavily for like a solid five years and even then, like, it was completely usable, right? Like, um, it was a bit dirty. 
And the biggest issue was like some of the mesh features of it had kind of started to get like holes in it and stuff like that. And that was really the only thing that um, was like a major practical issue for me. And like, they were just kind of like difficult to like sew back together. Like, you know, like I tried like glue and like things like that and it, it just didn't really hold. Um, so that was like a little bit disappointing, but you know, I still would have been able to use it without that still would have been able to finish my trip. Even if, even if that damage had occurred at the beginning of one. Um, so yeah, like definitely like minor stuff. And then like one of, um, like, like like on the zipper there there had been damage like on on one of the compartments but um yeah like definitely like pretty minor stuff and that bag held up extremely well and was like definitely worth the money i think i paid like 140 for it at the time but like you know i could be wrong um so in any event yeah and like this bag that i I have now i've had for two years and it still looks basically brand new so yeah that's kind of you know, like expected remaining lifespan. Um, but yeah, so to get to some other like specific features here. So we were talking about kind of like how the backpack fits on you as a person. Um, just kind of like a little bit more on that to consider. Um, so firstly is the slimness of your backpack. And slimness is how far it comes out from your back, right? So like whether it sits like really, really close to your back or like relatively far away. Um, the issue with like bigger backpacks is often they protrude outwards quite substantially, um, which is not a huge issue in and of itself, except in terms of comfort. So the closer you can have your backpack sit to your body and to your center of gravity, um, the more comfortable it's going to be and the more lightweight it's going to feel, right? Um, You can kind of imagine like if you're carrying a bucket of water, right? You don't carry that bucket of water with like your arm like stretched out all the way, right? Like you carry that bucket close to your own body, right? And sometimes you even have like your hand like right, like around like your rib cage area, right? And the reason why it's less heavy that way is because it's just like very close to your own center of gravity. And so... Um, you know, if you're fully packing a backpack that you're considering buying, um, see like how far it protrudes outwards and like how far away from your center of gravity the weight is going to be. And if you have a larger backpack, um, try to pack it in such a way that the heavy stuff sits really close to where you're like to your back, right? So the back of the backpack where like the shoulder straps are, um, you know, heavier stuff are things, you know, mostly electronics, right? So your laptop and stuff like that. Whereas lightweight things like your underwear can kind of go to the outside of the backpack. Um, yeah, so there's, there's that. And then there's also the weight of the backpack itself. So this is like something that people oftentimes don't consider and that I didn't really consider when I bought a backpack for the first time. But like backpacks weigh an amount. <laughs> they are not weightless. Um, and when when it comes time for the airline to like weigh your bag, um, lo and behold, the weight of the bag is going to be included within that, right? Like you can't just take everything out and say, oh, well, you know, like backpack doesn't count, right? Um, and also, you know, the weight of your backpack is going to be on your back and you're going to have to carry that around. So um there are like extremely lightweight bags with like really, really thin fabric. If you're that kind of person who like prefers to have really, really lightweight, 
um, backpacks, just make sure that like the fabric is going to hold up. Like you don't want to carry something and then have it poke a hole in your ultra thin, ultra lightweight backpack. Um, and then have a hole that just gets progressively bigger and bigger and bigger, right? That's kind of like my main concern with those. And then also make sure like it does have enough like compartments and stuff like that and isn't like so flimsy that it, it just isn't practical, right? Like you're going to sacrifice a little bit of structure every time you try to take, take out weight and you're going to sacrifice a little bit of like thickness of material and some like internal compartments and things like that. So um, a balancing act for sure. I like to carry slightly heavier backpacks. Um, my current one it has been criticized online a ton for being too heavy. And I understand that. Like, it's a very heavy backpack in and of itself. Like, you, you almost put it on your shoulders and you're like, is this empty? Seriously? But um, that's not, like, a huge concern for me. I think that the other features of the, of the backpack outweigh it for me. Um, but something to be aware of, um, depending on how much weight you're already intending on carrying. There's also, so the exterior of your backpack, there's a couple of things. So weather resistance is something. Um, I would say a couple of things, like firstly is obviously whether it's waterproof. Um, you know, if you're going to be doing any sort of like outdoor activity, or even if it might rain on your way from the airport to wherever you're going, um, that's something to consider. Rain happens. Um, a lot of backpacks look more water resistant than they are. Like you'd be surprised how much water seeps in. Um, there's a couple of ways that that can be prevented. Like firstly, it's just the material of the backpack itself. A lot of them will be waterproof. Um, some of them come with like a rain cover. Like my Osprey had that. Like it just had like a little really thin cover at at the bottom and you could just like pull it out when it rained and like throw it over top of the backpack itself and still carry the backpack on your shoulders as you normally would. Um, the pockets were less accessible, but if you're in the rain, like you're probably not going to be like standing out there, you know, like fishing through your backpack. Right. And you know, if you're going to open up your backpack, then your stuff's going to get wet either way. Right. So it didn't weigh a lot. And like, that was a feature that I really liked. Um, yeah, so there's water resistance, um, you know, at the beach, poor weather, things like that is something that most people encounter. So something worth um, considering. And then just also like the material and how well it's going to hold up to wear and tear. Um, you know, if your backpack's ever going to like rest on gravel or something like that and, and could potentially get a bit worn out, right? Like the worst thing to have is a hole in your backpack. Um, that's like pretty much my worst fear is like, you know, somebody trying to like, like rob me or like, you know, my backpack getting caught onto something and just having like this big fat tear, um, because that really sucks. So, you know, like picking a material that's like relatively sturdy and can kind of survive the elements is, is something worth doing as well. Um, there's the padding, which is kind of like comes back to how the weight of the backpack is going to sit on your shoulders and, and on your body. Um, if you have a backpack with like a suspension system, you're already going to be investing quite a bit in comfort and like padding isn't going to be as big a deal and or like probably the backpack is going to have it by default. But especially if you have a backpack that doesn't have that suspension system and just kind of like sits on your back as is, um, padding is definitely something good to have. Um, 
And then also like a big part of padding is surface area, right? So you can imagine, um, you know, if, if something has a larger surface area, right, then it's going to distribute the weight across like a larger area than something that has like a really, really small surface area, right? Um, so if you look at the straps, it's not only like how much padding they have, but also how wide they are. Now, if you do have like a narrower frame, um, especially if you're a woman, um, and or like if you just like have a women's backpack, do be aware that like the straps are going to be a little bit narrower by design, um, just to accommodate that narrower frame. Um, but like, you know, depending on your body type and how like wide your shoulders are, like, you know, regardless, um, of who you are, just, just, you know, be cognizant of that and be cognizant of kind of that trade-off. Um, if you have like really, really excessively wide straps, you might just find your backpack kind of like sliding off of your shoulders. Like I don't have like the broadest frame. So I've definitely had backpacks that have been like that, um, which is like really irritating. Um, and then you always have to like have that chest strap, um, in order to keep it from sliding off. But in general, like do look for straps that are like a little bit on the wider end. Um, there's the zipper, which is something that gets overlooked a lot. Um, so zippers themselves are either going to be like, like coil zippers, which are kind of like the ones that you see on like a lot of cheap products, like, you know, like makeup bags or like school backpacks. And then there's like chain zippers, which you might think of in your mind as like heavy duty zippers. Um, most higher quality zippers tend to be chain zippers. Um, yeah, don't get a coil zipper. I think that's like a relatively objective statement. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say it like a chain zipper is usually better, especially for like external zippers. Um, but you don't necessarily need to know the different types of zippers. Like if you are looking at a backpack, ask yourself, like, do I potentially see the zipper failing? Um, and if you look at the zipper and you're like, eh, I don't know if I trust that. Maybe just like look for a different backpack, right? And you can like look at the different types of zippers online if that's something you want to do as well. Um, and then zippers also sometimes will have like a locking mechanism. Um, not a big deal for some people. To me, this is like a really high priority. And I made sure to find a backpack that did have a place for a lock. So for mine in particular, like the zipper itself doesn't have a lock function, but it has like a little hole where like when the two ends of the zipper come together, you can like put a little lock through it. And then I usually have like a combination lock. Um, I'm like terrified of losing the key. Um, it would be awful to like have a backpack and just not be able to open it. And that's not something I want to have to deal with. But yeah, like to have lockable zippers, especially for the main compartment, I think is a really good feature to have, um, you know, depending on where you're going as well. Like if you're, you know, going hiking, well, probably you're not going to encounter a pickpocket in the middle of the forest. Uh, so if that's all you do then and you plan to like live out in the woods um, and work from there, then probably not a big thing. But if you're going to be spending a lot of time in, in cities, which a lot of long-term travelers do, um, then, you know, considering just like a really cheap combination lock, even just as like a deterrent is, is a really good thing to have. Um, and then kind of like on the safety aspect too, what I really like to have is a backpack that can be like fastened to something. So this is kind of like usually a DIY thing where you can hijack one feature of the backpack to serve a secondary purpose. So you can like carry a little like wire or like chain of some sort to like 
secure your backpack to some sort of fixed point. So a really common um, way to like employ this is like if you're on a night bus, right, and you think you might fall asleep, then you just like take out the little chain and like loop it around your backpack and then fasten it to the seat. Because a lot of times what will happen is like a pickpocket will just like walk down the hall of the backpack or not the backpack, of the bus, and um, we'll just, like, snatch the backpack, right? And just, like, having that fastening is enough that, like, to deter people who might want to steal your backpack. Um, But I really like to have that be kind of a feature in and of itself, because I don't want to be carrying, like, a thousand different things in my backpack, right? That's, like, unnecessarily complicated, unnecessary weight. I just want to have things be as simplistic as possible. And so my backpack luckily has shoulder straps that at the bottom you can like remove. Um, So yeah, like you can just like, you can just like remove the bottom of the strap and then just like wrap it around like, you know, like a bus seat or like, like the leg of a table or something like that. Um, and then just fasten it to like something that will deter people from like coming and trying to snatch your bag. Um, so I really like having that, um, that doesn't necessarily have to be a shoulder strap, but definitely something where like, you know, you can put a little bit of force into pulling it and it's not going to immediately just give. Right. Um, or you can just like buy, um, a little chain or something like that to have in your backpack with you if that's something that you want to do. Um, On the topic of straps, I think another very useful strap to have is compression straps. So basically what these do is they just kind of like wrap around your bag and you can pull them tight once your bag is packed and it'll just like compress your entire backpack. And that has a couple of benefits. So firstly, it will allow you to carry that weight again closer to your center of gravity so that it doesn't feel as heavy. Um, It'll help to like squash things into place within the bag And then also if your bag is just kind of like on the edge um, in terms of like airlines requirements and you are so unlucky that they make you put it into the sizer, um, that little bit of extra um, compression can come in really, really handy. So um, I really like the compression straps on some backpacks. Um, Mine doesn't have it at the moment, but it's also like a more rigid backpack. So it's like very difficult um, for it to have that and for them to be effective. These are going to be for like backpacks that are like less structured in and of themselves. Um, And then, yeah, like just to stay on straps for a minute, I think just in general, having extra straps is a good thing because um, like I, I used to like to carry these like metal clips that a lot of people have when they go like hiking or camping. Um, And if you can just like cure stuff to the exterior of your backpack, that can really, really help. Like if you're carrying extra gear temporarily, that can like double the capacity of your backpack, right? So like a lot of hiking backpacks in particular have straps at the bottom to carry a sleeping bag um, or like places for like hiking poles and stuff like that. And it's just like so useful. Like if you have a water bottle with like one of those like little clips, you can clip your water bottle or you can clip a travel pillow or like really just like anything. Um, the only thing I would say, if you have like a very clippy backpack with like a lot of little like buckles and, and, you know, like clips and zippers and things like that is like, make sure you're not just going to be having straps flying all over the place. Um, a good quality backpack will have some sort of strap taming mechanism. Um, so there'll, there will be something to like feed straps through. 
um, so that they they aren't just like flying all over the place and so that they aren't like getting caught on stuff because you also don't want to be like running through the airport and get caught on something and then have like part of your backpack be ripped away, right? Um, and it's also just like a lot less frustrating when you're like walking around and there aren't like a whole bunch of like straps coming out of like every conceivable part of your backpack. Um, you know, that just makes it a lot more convenient and um, a lot less damage prone. So yeah, um, straps, clips, I like that kind of stuff. Um, not a requirement if if you're just doing like very basic backpacking, like especially like city backpacking, but definitely like better to have it and not need it than vice versa, right? Um, the In terms of like the physical design of your backpack, I think... Like, I'm the kind of person who really likes black backpacks. And this is twofold. So first of all, I really hate it when I have a backpack that is dirty. Some people won't mind, and that's fair enough. Um, that's probably the more pragmatic take on it. But I really hate having, like, a neon green backpack or something like that and having it be dirty. Um, so yeah, like, if you're going to get a really light-colored backpack, understand that it's going to get dirty and that you're going to see that, right? Um, I have like an olive green one before and it was like a little bit on the darker end, but definitely not so dark that you couldn't see anything. Um, the other kind of reason why I like having a relatively like low profile backpack is because everyone walks around with like black and gray backpacks. And I have had the experience of like actually being followed by people, um, like it, at one point in a metro station in particular. And I wondered kind of in retrospect, like, oh my gosh, was it the facts? Like I was, I, I had like a green backpack and a red top on. Um, so I thought like after the fact, like, oh, you know, like was it easier to identify me like going around a corner or something like that? Um, and this was like on my first trip as well. So it kind of freaked me out. But um, yeah, like, I don't know that it makes like that huge of a difference, but I definitely prefer nowadays just to like not stick out in a crowd. Like if I can blend in, then that's all the better, especially in places where I already look like a tourist and I already look like I don't, you know, I might not know what I'm doing or I might not be familiar to the area, right? So yeah, like I just prefer to kind of like have more low key gear for that reason. Um, just again, sort of like a peace of mind thing. So one other thing to consider is the accessibility of the stuff in your bag. And a lot of backpacks will have like some sort of like small compartment, usually like at the top or kind of like on the side or somewhere. Um, I've even seen backpacks that actually have a, like a tiny little pocket on the strap, which I've always kind of been jealous of. And I'm surprised doesn't get done more like just for like a house key or just something really, really small. Um, I've always kind of admired that little feature, but unless you're the kind of person who truly only likes to have one compartment, I think if you're going to have a compartment on your backpack, then, you know, like one of those little like side pockets or like top pockets is like by far the best one. It has a lot of utility just because like when you're standing at the airport and you're fishing, you know, like, oh, well, you know, I need to like get my passport or like I have like a tenor in here that I'm going to use to pay for a sandwich or something like that. Like it's just for stuff that you need to be like immediately accessible. Um, I personally use this primarily for toiletries, like mine is quite big, so I can kind of fit toiletries and then a couple of other things, but I don't like having to open the main compartment of my backpack when I'm going through security. And I have like a separate laptop compartment 
too, as I've already said. And so just to be able to open the laptop compartment, open the, the tiny top compartment, and just take out the things that are necessary, and then um, go through and then put those back in without having to rummage through the rest of the stuff, um, is something that just takes up so much stress, because I find that when stuff is in the main compartment, um, especially like when your bag gets put on its side and the stuff inside gets kind of thrown around while it's in the bin, um, it can be really hard to like repack your backpack, especially if it's like quite full of stuff. Um, so if you have like other compartments, I think that's like quite a helpful thing, um, both for accessibility and for like going through security and things like that. Um, one thing I will say also is have a little bit bit of extra room in your backpack. Like make sure there's like this like little space in the main compartment um, that is empty because firstly, like even if you don't think you are, you're probably going to end up gaining some stuff while you're traveling, even if it's just like a snack or something like that to have with you temporarily. And you don't want your backpack to be so filled to the brim that you cannot fit a granola bar in there, right? And the other thing is like oftentimes these small compartments will kind of like go into the main compartment, right? So you're actually not gaining any volume. You're just like, you, you just kind of like are separating out this like like tiny little pocket from the main compartment, right? And so the more stuff you have in that tiny top compartment, the less is going to fit in the main compartment and vice versa. So just have that like little bit of extra room for like snacks or like if you go buy a t-shirt somewhere or like, you know, whatever you might have with you, um, just leave a little bit of extra room. It's better to have that room than to not have it. Um, and if you're like packing and you're filled to the brim, then definitely make sure that everything you have in there is something like that you well and truly do need. Um, and even like if you're traveling and you have like t-shirts and you think, oh, well, like I don't need this many t-shirts after all, um, you know, feel free to like send yourself your, your clothes, you know, send them home to like a family member or something like that. Or if it's like really a cheap item, even, you know, just ditch it, right? Like it's not worth carrying like, it's not worth having that item take up that much real estate in your bag. Um, so yeah, a top compartment. And then kind of also along the lines of what's actually going to go in, uh, do consider the things that you are definitely, certainly 100% going to be carrying, especially stuff that's like oddly shaped. So for instance, I always have some sort of water bottle and I find it like really annoying when I don't have a place for my water bottle. So the backpack that I have right now, it has this like little zipper on the side and you just like pull down the zipper and it turns into this like mesh compartment for a water bottle, um, which I found was like a really interesting feature, especially because it closes back up. So there's no risk of like the mesh tearing. Like on my last backpack, just because the, the mesh was on the exterior of the bag, unfortunately they did tear after a while. And, you know, that's just kind of like a design flaw. So I like now that I have a backpack where I can just like zip it back up and that mesh is no longer like exposed, right? Um, and this also extends to other things like you're probably going to carry a backpack, especially if you're going to be working or sorry, not backpack, but a laptop rather, um, if you're going to be working especially. Um, so consider where that laptop is actually going to go. Um, like I said, for example, I used to have a backpack with like a curved back as part of its suspension system. And to carry a laptop in that was just absolute hell because you're, tr you're trying to put a laptop on top of like a curved surface, right? So that was just like really impractical and by far like the worst design feature of that backpack. I 
don't know who okayed that. But, um, and, like, just as a side note here, like, this is not to, like, crap all over Osprey. Um, I actually have seen some of their newer backpacks, and they do seem to have, like, slightly improved that. Like, they still have some curvature, um, but they seem to have, like, tried to flatten them out significantly. So, at this point, you know, like, maybe the trade-off is worth it for that extra comfort. Like, it was a comfortable backpack to carry. I, I will give them that. So, you know, don't, don't, don't shy away from Osprey just because, um... I didn't like that part of, of my own bag. Uh, definitely go look at kind of like all the bags that are out there and figure out what works for you because what works for you is going to be different from me. And like that was, I think, like a 2015 model. So, you know, it's been a while, right? And they've had some time to improve it. Um, but in any event, yeah. So like if you're carrying a laptop, at the very least, make sure the backpack has a place for that, right? Or something that I do a lot of is like, I carry a lot of small electronics. So like I have like little cables and I have like a mouse and like all this different stuff. And I used to just like carry it in like a little baggie and throw it in the main compartment. But it's really frustrating to have to like untangle all of them and get to the thing that you want. So even though I do stand by the statement that my current backpack has way too many compartments, one of the pleasant side effects of that is that literally every single thing has its own compartment, right? So like, there's like a mouse compartment and there's like a little USB compartment and a little adapter compartment and like stuff like that, right? So yeah, like there's like everything has its own place in the backpack. And then also, just like with these internal compartments, make sure that it's actually compatible with the item, right? So if you have like, I don't know, let's say you're carrying like a rock. I don't know why you would carry a rock, but let's say you are, right? And you put that into these like little tiny side compartments inside the bag, right? Like chances are like if that compartment doesn't have a zipper, the rock is going to fall out, right? Or like if it's if it's made of a really thin fabric, the might, rock might tear through the fabric, right? Or, you know, like whatever you're carrying, just make sure that the inside of the bag is compatible with with what you're carrying. Um, I also have, like in my own personal one, I have a really thin compartment with like a zipper. Um, and I use that to carry like documents, which I think is often overlooked. Um, I've had many a document that have just been kind of slowly you know, they've slowly deteriorated and been destroyed in my bag because I didn't really have a good place to like carry things flat. The only thing I will say like with those sort of thinner compartments is like you have to, like it doesn't add to the internal size of the bag, right? Compartments are more just a way to decide how to split up the amount of space inside the bag, right? But you can't, like, don't necessarily expect to fill every compartment because if you fill one compartment, then, like, that's going to potentially interfere with another one. And so, like, you're, yeah, like, by the time every compartment has something in it, the bags, like, you're not even going to be able to close it, right? Um, so do be cognizant of that. But yeah, like, I really like that little compartment for papers. Um, I remember one time I went through, like, immigration in Iceland, and I had this signed document with me and I presented it to this woman and she just looked at it. She was like, what is this? Because by that point, it was in such terrible condition. It was like a hardly legible piece of paper. So, you know, like, and like a duotang probably would have gone a long way, but that was again, like this design flaw in my old backpack, which is that there was no flat surface anywhere in the bag. So, you know, papers, laptops, anything that needed to be flat couldn't stay flat because it would just be like squashed. 
um, by like the curved exterior of it and and by the other stuff in the bag. So yeah, like consider what like you're gonna be carrying and just make sure that that your backpack is compatible with that, like depending on what it is. And then like the last thing um, I'll kind of like give a little shout out to, which is my personal very, very favorite feature of my bag, even though it's not going to be very exciting to anybody else, um, is to have a little tiny clip inside one of the pockets for a key. Um, so a key is the kind of thing where like, you know, if you're, if you're going to still be renting an apartment or something like that, or like have a key to like your mom's house or something like that, um, you're going to lock the door, you're going to leave for your trip, and then you won't think about the key for like months and months and months. And then when you're on your flight home, you're going to think, hey, where's that key? I haven't seen that in forever. Um, and that's like the worst thought to have cross your mind when you're on your way home and you're probably already exhausted. And now you need to like call somebody to let you in, right? Um, so give somebody a spare key. But also have a very, very, very specific place in your bag for a key. This is my own personal wisdom. Um, I love bags that have like a little clip dedicated to a key because then I know like, you know, I can always like look inside and be like, okay, so my key is still there and it's fine. And I don't run the risk of like pulling things out of my bag and like, oopsie, now like the key has fallen out of the bag and I didn't notice. And then like two months later, I'm looking for my key and it's just not there, right? Or I have like a little mini freak out because it's at the bottom of my bag because, you know, things migrate to the bottom if you don't use them. And then I think I don't have the key, right? So um, yeah, like a little compartment with a zipper or like a little clip or something like that. But um have a spot for your key. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, so yeah, um, that's like an overview of kind of like the things to look for um, in a bag. But again, kind of, you know, the TLDR here is um, make sure that you have a bag that works for you. It is your absolute best friend and most trusted ally when you're out in the world. And, you know, if you're like literally halfway across the globe in a place where you've never been, um, to have a bag that's like really reliable and that you know really well and that you know is going to go the distance is like an absolute lifesaver. Um, I love backpacks just for like how much, you know, quality of life they bring. And in my personal opinion, it is so, so, so very well, well worth the investment to get a good bag and, and a bag that really works for you. So I hope this was um, helpful to you. And in a future episode, we'll talk a little bit more about what to put inside that bag.